Have you ever felt like the full moon amplifies things? Ask most healthcare providers and kindergarten teachers and they'll almost always say yes. There's stats to even suggest that emergency room visits may increase during a full moon. But is there any scientific evidence to back this up? In today's episode, we're talking about the full moon and its influence on us. Let's dive in. Okay, this is one I've wondered about a lot. I've even pitched it as a story article. You did? Well, I uh-huh. feel like they now... Didn't, they didn't take it. Well, but... you've done the legwork. Now you should just go and do it. You should yeah. pitch it again and yeah. be like, Haha, look, I found, yeah. I found this some is, things to talk about. This is one, though, a lot of it really is anecdotal. It's very interesting, though, because, you know, typically when there's not cut and dry research, we are like not believing in it. Right. Exactly. But this is one that I have seen more play out in parenting as well now that I've had kids. Maybe it's easier to see it. Um, And there's the anecdotal research or just thoughts about it. I don't know. There's something to it. It, it, Yeah. I can't. No, I can't ignore it totally. I mean, I'm not saying it controls your health or anything like that, but it is kind of interesting. Where I first noticed it, I was working as a per diem dietitian, like on the side when I was young. You know, you do extra jobs. It was at a geriatric psychiatric facility for so older individuals who had a mental illness and had committed crimes. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. It was really interesting. Yeah. I didn't have much patient contact. Right. You normally don't because I remember I worked in a couple hospital units. Yeah. They, they really... weren't geriatric, but they were like mental health lockdown type facilities. Yeah. And, and you don't. They really just want you to chart because they have to have it for yes. what's that accreditation, whatever it is, the hospital accreditation. Right. They really just want you to Jacob. chart. And so most of the time it's like, is constipated, give them prune juice. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I, so I sat behind like the nurse's desk for a lot of it and just kind of went through the charts to see what was going on. And I remember being in there one day and I'd never, full moon was not on my radar at all. I mean, no No, thought about it. No. I mean, I'm in my early 20s, 20s. mid 20s. Yeah. (laughs) Nowhere on my radar. And I remember going in one day and just sitting there, sitting behind the nurse's desk charting for, you know, two to three hours and just, about 30 minutes or so. I mean, it was just, I realized the sounds, the emotions, everything was just amplified. And finally, a nurse that I knew pretty well walked by and I said, what is going on today? I said, is there something going on? And she said, it's the full moon. And I was like, what? What? And so then when I, I didn't do that job that long. But when I did go back in subsequent months, I think I tried to do my visit around a full moon so I could like see, so you, you know? Could see, yeah. Yeah. But you could like test out this theory. But it was so pronounced. Like it was just amplified, like the volume, the chaos of the patient. Like it was just, it was weird. Well, and that for her, like her immediate reaction was, oh, it's the full moon. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it is, it is interesting because we did see a survey that said, Forty-three percent of healthcare professionals, like doctors, nurses, EMTs, etc., believe in what is what is sometimes referred to as the lunar influence, or mm. like the effect of the moon. Yeah. Well, even stepping away from healthcare, yeah, in education, ask your elementary school teachers, particularly like your preschool, your kindergarten, those early ages. Yeah. And most all of them will say they notice, notice a noticeable difference. Mm-hmm. And again, it's kind of like what I said. I don't know how to describe it. It's almost like everything's just a little amplified. Everything's a little louder, a little more 
emotional, a little more chaos than you might normally have in a kindergarten yeah, just classroom. Yeah, heavier, harder. Yeah. 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 Well, and so in in that survey that I was just talking about, 81% of mental health care specialists believe in the, you know, in the moon's influence on your mood. Yeah. But they're really, so when you look at the hard science, though, there really is nothing to suggest. Now, there is some data, it is known or documented that the moon cycles do affect, um, like, particularly the reproductive life of marine plants and some animals. But they can't, they don't, there's nothing to suggest that it actually does affect us. Um, the one thought is that, um, it may disrupt your circadian rhythm slightly with right. your sleep and wake cycles. Right. And when that is disrupted, then, you know, that can cause imbalances or, you know, increases in anxiety or depression and that kind of thing. I mean, you know that you had to dig deep in the science if you were looking into marine life. I know, but that is how much I've seen a connection. I'm like, <laughs> there is something there. Damn it, I'm going to find no, it. You're, no, you're right there is. Okay, so we, we have that survey. Obviously, we found this about the marine life. Very important, everybody. And then there is research on sleep. And actually, there was a study published just last year. There are other older studies that we saw, but there was one last year that looked at, you know, leading in the nights, like before the full moon, they found that people were going to sleep later and were sleeping for shorter periods. So going to sleep later, waking up earlier on those nights. And that that does go back to the circadian rhythms too. There is some legit science. It's limited. There are some people who are, you know, scientific-based, you know, or evidence-based type, you know, minds who think that there's a connection. But of course, we had to talk. To our favorite astrologer. And we just back up. Those scientific minds that won't even give it consideration. I'm, how much do you want to bet they're men and they don't have kids? High. High percentage. <laughs> I probably should I wish that. they broke out this survey based on gender. I know. All right. Well. Okay. Should we bring her on? Yes. Let's bring on our favorite astrologer to help us make some sense of this. Or if, if there's any connection. Yes. So, Valerie, we are so excited to have you back for a third time now and this this particular episode we want you to answer all of these crazy weird questions that we have about the full moon and it came from just a random conversation that carolyn and i were having and and we said well there's so many anecdotes about wacky things that happen during full moons and at first I was like don't aren't more babies born and then Carolyn said well I used to work on a psychiatric ward uh, back in the day and they would always say that you know patients were moods or it was a notice noticeable shift in energy and loudness yeah. And I've heard kindergarten teachers say that, too. You know, I've looked into it to see if there's some scientific backing to it. And you can find maybe a little bit about gravitational pull, but there's not much. So we thought we'd come to you to get your perspective and see if you could shed any light on kind of what's going own or what might be causing these shifts or are we just imagining it? Okay. So it's funny that you say this, the, the scientific part, because 
I'm definitely not scientific at all, but just to give, you know, a little um, uh, clarity with regards to the, the mood and if we really want to look at it from that standpoint, we have as human beings between 70% and I think 80% of water in our bodies. I forgot the exact percent. like 60 to 70. Yeah, we do. 70%, right? Mm-hmm. Close to that. Oh, if you have a lot of um, okay. lean body mass, like muscle mass, you're closer to 70. I know that yeah. we have a lot of water in it, right? Yeah. So plus the ocean is massive. We are all, you know, we're all connected. We're all star seeds. But ultimately when there is a full moon, the sun sits directly across the moon, which is what creates that gravitational pull. That gravitational pull, the same way that it pulls the tides, and I don't know about you guys, but over here by the water, it's always it always rains during the full moon. Like I'm, it has to do with you know the energy, but it's also the water in our bodies that's being pulled as well. It's our own oh. tides. So, the tides. <laughs> the tide. So water in astrology is emotion, is intuition. Water is associated with the divine feminine, and this has nothing to do with gender this has to do with intuition like the more uh subliminal energies even creativity um being sentimental about something i personally am very much um just connected to the moon i'm ruled by the moon i'm a cancer and i have so many planets in cancer so growing up i had no idea why i would go through these phases where i had to rest i had to sleep i had to be by myself i would kind of retreat i still do that it's just how i function as a human being i have too much water in my chart so i feel like ultimately and women especially we're going to be um somewhat in our feelings when there is a full moon it could get much deeper because there's a whole other uh i don't know if you guys want me to keep talking about the full moon or that was your question you can keep going. Just, I'm fascinated. Yeah, you just keep following your path and we're listening. <laughs> because I'm like, what, what do I say that you guys want me to focus on? Okay, so I mentioned how it pulls the tides. Think of, we all have an ocean within us as well, depending on how much water we have with the, I don't know about that part, but I know that it's at least between seven and something else. Yeah. So we have that pull. We feel that feeling to the point where you may even react more harshly or, you know, like you mentioned in when you're at work or with children or at the hospital, you see that people are louder or it very much has to do with the energies and our emotions kind of like, or it's tugging at our emotions. But ultimately the spiritual symbolism of it is the moon being our divine feminine, which is our sort of like our shadow side. The moon comes out at night, the sun comes out during the day. So you could look at it as like the secretive part where we really don't show anybody. People see the sun, which is what we portray, we can't see our emotions because they're not tangible, right? They're mm-hmm. So the moon being the emotion, the sun being our physical identity, our ego, what happens during the full moon phase, and it's actually very Libra-like because it is a call for balance between oh. the sacred masculine and the divine feminine energies within us. We all have both. The, the masculine is more what we uh, externally do what we do in the real life in the third dimension how we go about how we take action how we go about things the moon being how we feel internally right our emotional equilibrium and when both are off if you're doing something that you don't necessarily agree with on the inside and you're kind of just pretending that everything's okay the full moon comes around and you really can't hide your emotions it's illumination 
That's the symbolism of full moon. It's illumination. It's full circle. It's celebration. It could be a very passionate and lovely time, but beyond that, more specifically, it's a, it's a culmination. It's a time where things are brought to light, more so our emotions. So are you, I might be taking this a step too far, but if I have trouble not having a filter when there's a full moon, am I going to have an even harder time having a filter? Yeah, for sure. Oh, you know, I hate Note to say to self, this. Don't go out socially when there's a full moon. Yeah. <laughs> I've noticed how the full moon affects other people, but I've never really thought about how it might be affecting me. Yeah. But I'm going to start now. Yeah. You know those, and I feel like for women especially, this is definitely like our jam, our moon time. That's what that is. It's yeah. our moon time, like the moon cycles. I think that's a whole other story, but you can even... You know, if you get your, you know, your, you start your menstruation, your menstrual cycle and the new moon, you're going to ovulate during the full moon. And it's just like for women, we're very much connected to that. And the best example I can give you, because this is what happens to me and everyone's different, but is when the full moon is affecting you, you could tell in that you just, you just can't like, you just can't fake it. You can't smile at somebody if you're not in the mood to smile. You can't do something you don't want to do. It's just like, literally it's your physical and emotional body that is kind of being like, Hey, how do you feel about that? Something's got to change, right? It's it's intuition. That's, it's what comes through. It changes us. It gives us perspective ultimately. Wow. Okay. I have another question about the full moon. I know this may sound crazy, but I figured it out a couple of years ago. I have one child who Right around the full moon, it's usually a day before, one or two days before, one or two days after the actual full moon, he will stay up all night. He cannot oh, sleep. Yeah. What is that about? Oh, my gosh. I had horrible insomnia this past full moon in Libra. It was insane. Really? Yeah. really? Because it's 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 going to affect you differently, right? It's not always going to be a, I'm so sad emotion. Sometimes it's, I'm so excited. I'm so passionate. It could be sexy. It could be creative. It could be anger. It really depends on what you're going through. It depends on where it lands on your chart. If you have, we all have free will. We're all going to react to this differently, but it's energizing because, you know, ultimately your emotions are are flowing yeah. and they're pulling the tides within you. You're not going to be sleepy. Well, and it's like the later it goes, the more energy he gets. It, I mean, it's from a mom perspective, it's horrible. And yes, I, exactly. I mean, I couldn't even believe I admitted it to a teacher. Like, I was like, I know this sounds crazy, but it's the full moon. And, and I mean, I thought she's probably thinking, what kind of mother are you? <laughs> but I really, I figured, thank goodness I figured it out. And it always occurs. I don't know why, but it's not usually the night of the full moon, but it's on either side of it. And it usually just happens one night, maybe because I drug him the next nights. Um, but Yeah. Like clockwork, because we had a full moon earlier this week, right? And one yeah. night this week. It de- and it's like nothing changes in his routine, nothing. And it's like you can't – it's not like a matter of a kid not going to bed or not observing bedtime. It's like he just can't turn off. And the later he stays up, the more energy he gets and the more ideas he gets. Does he have cancer in his – like, well, I, I can he have is for you, but May 17th. He's almost in Germany. He's a Taurus. He may have – uh, cancer in his chart. So cancer is ruled by the moon. So I feel like if you have cancer placements, because cancer is ruled by the moon, you are more prone to reacting to the moon phases. Hmm. 
The new moon is more, believe it or not, you could feel sleepy in both because there have been full moons where I'm just like, whoa, I'm drained. It depends on how the energy, you know, reacts and, okay. and also the other aspects. But the new moon is a time where it's very quiet. So it's typically a sleepy, very, you know, peaceful time where new beginnings come about. And then the full moon is like, whoa, you know, it's yeah. kind of like, we're here. I mean, even the sky, when it lights up the, the night, you're just like, I'm awake. It's kind of like yeah. been frozen. The sky's awake. So I'm awake. I'm awake. It's, you know, like, kind of <laughs> yes. like that. Yes. Oh, I love that quote. Interesting. So fascinating. Yeah. See, once again, you have helped Carolyn solve a problem or 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 whatever we're calling it it's not really make me feel better about something yeah about yeah. my parenting yeah. explaining explaining yeah. and validating no, validating that's our word that we love lately. Yes. i always look but, for val for validation I'm i mean constantly you, you do get to a point especially like when you're kind of logical and science-based like us where you're like okay i'm determined to find the answer and then after a while you cannot find the answer and you're like what the heck is going on that you mm-hmm. It's interesting that you say that. And I don't know if this is like off topic, but I personally, and maybe I said it last time, but it's like, I always say I'm contradicting because I, I feel like I'm a skeptic and then I'm an intuitive and I'm an empath and a clear sense. So it makes no sense, but I use astrology to validate my intuition. I am constantly digging for more answers because even when I have the answer, I'm like, but I keep looking (laughs) like, and it's annoying. I'm like, it's too much. I'll question myself, which that's over the top, but I love finding more and more. So I'm with you on that. Yes. Sometimes your inner skeptic just helps you learn more and better understand yourself, I guess. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I just have a hard time, like you said, trusting my intuition. Although it's, I have learned it's once I had kids, like it was a lot easier to trust my mom gut. Maybe because it wasn't about solely me, but my mom gut. It was really it took a while, but it was, it's easier for me to run with that than my own gut, like about something personal for me. Mm-hmm. I love that you say that because the moon in astrology is the mother. It's oh, symbolic of the mother. Look at all so this. that moon, that knowledge moon is, is it's our nurture. Our moon sign in astrology can help you determine what makes you feel safe. What, what is your sense of nurture? What is remind, what feels like home? So the way you said that it's my mom gut, it's like, it's still that intuition. It's still being, you know, we're daughters of the moon. So that's really nice. That's so connected. Huh. I didn't even know how connected yeah. I was. She, she brought it full circle. I gotta start like getting a moon calendar. Uh, I, yeah. You know, you know that how Mercury retrograde started, right? So now she logs Mercury retrograde. Now I know she's gonna go start logging the moon. No, cycle. I'm just intrigued. Wait, download I Luna, I L U N A, the app. Yeah. It's fabulous. You, it always tells you what phase it is. I think of this waning, new, all of that. And funny enough, the moon kind of has. It's not a retrograde period, but the moon also has a little rest period, which is when she's void, of course. When she goes into the void. Oh, what does that mean? So every, the moon changes signs every uh, two to three days. And when the moon reaches the final degrees of a sign and it makes like one final aspect, depending on where that is and how it's happening, usually about the last couple of hours, sometimes it's 15 minutes, sometimes it's four hours. But the when the moon is void, the same way that when Mercury is retrograde, we don't we have like brain fog and we're not really focusing on the details. When the moon is void, we're 
a little tired. We're not necessarily on. Sometimes this is really silly, but sometimes let's say like you have to leave work earlier and you're scared to tell your boss like, hey, I have to leave work earlier. You have to do something you're afraid of doing. I always suggest doing it during the moon when the moon is void because kind of like it's easier to kind of sweep under the rug, which is really silly. I don't know if it was off the record, but if the moon is void and you have to do something that you're not necessarily proud of, like back out on something, say whatever, like the moon being void can weirdly help you in a way. That's just my opinion. That's just Does like, you this know. occur once but, a month? I need to know what day this is. <laughs> I don't tell you, you when the app when the moon is, is void. But starting new things when there's a void moon is not suggested either. Oh. That's going too deep because I don't want you guys to also be like, oh, don't be like me that I'm taking a shower. Like, where's Venus and where's Mercury? It's just going to take over your life. <laughs> Don't do it. I love it. You're like, don't do it. It's my life. Don't do it. (laughs) My mom laughs. I mean, she's like, there's always, she's like, she tells my aunt, she's like, all right, Valerie, tell us. There's always an explanation. She's always going to find a reason. I'm like, well, that's what I like to find the reason. I like to know the why. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Now, gosh. We have learned so much about the moon. Yeah. I I, I don't, yeah. I don't know how I'm going to keep track of this and Mercury retrograde. Good, Good Mercury retrograde only happens. I mean, if anybody could create a calendar and document it and track it, I would put all my, you know, money on you. Yeah, because <laughs> I would. I've got a lot of extra time. No, no, I'm just saying that you. It's th- fascinating, it, though. And like you said, I think it all goes back to validation. It does. You're right. Or just making sense of change and chaos. Mm-hmm. For sure. Making, I, I like that you said that because. We can't control destiny. I mean, we have free will. Everybody has their definition. Some people are like, no, leave it up to destiny. I believe in both. I leave things up to the universe, but I also can take action. However, I'm not going to always try to get in the way of things. You're not always going to have control. It just kind of gives you clarity. It's perspective. It helps you make sense of things at times. But we can't crack the code. I mean, we're all trying to figure it out. It's mysterious. Yeah. world universe wow we're gonna have to think of some other ideas so we can talk to valerie i know again <laughs> i just love talking to you guys we I, love talking to you divine intervention thing i don't know if that was part of the podcast or separate oh yes we have a question about divine intervention you mentioned it um i think when some of our emails and then briarly and i were talking and we were talking about procrastination we were like there's a fine line between waiting on divine intervention and procrastination. How do you know what that is? Do you, okay, do you guys believe in divine intervention or you're, you're wondering well, about that? Can you, divine, can you define divine intervention for us? We got okay, the term I from feel you. Like it, may, it, might, it might mean something different to everyone, okay. right? I feel like... Well, rejection is God's protection. Divine intervention mm-hmm. may be kind of along the same lines. Like if something doesn't happen, it wasn't meant to be. Like right. that's just kind of like, that's yes. what you mean, right? That, I, okay. That's what I believe. I think yes. we both very much believe that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. But then it's like, I'm not going to do my, my work. It's just not meant to be like, that's, you know. That I wished we could all do that. Right? Like so writing like, a story, we're like, "Oh, this isn't coming to me. It's not meant to be." <laughs> I'm not going to pay my bill. It's not meant to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing because I wish I could do that so bad. Like, it makes me laugh. Um, because I personally, 
energy. And I feel like the more, you know, you meditate and you get into this stuff, it's like everything you start gathering information and then it's part of your world. Right. So for me, energy speaks just so loud. Like if I have a plan and I'm about to go somewhere and like something keeps going wrong, every time I turn, like somebody, you know, there's the, the, the train comes or, you know, something occurs that to me is total sign. Like if one, two, yeah. three times, you can give yourself maybe three tries, but something just keeps failing over and over and over. It's not you. It's just not meant to be. Yeah. Like that's how I see it. Yeah. Yes. I totally agree. I, and now I'm actually thinking of this conversation that I've had about four times in the last 10 days or so. And I'm like, you know what? My advice the next time I hear this is going to be, it just, it's not meant to be. So thank you for reminding Ooh, me of that. I can't wait to hear what this I was conversation is. I was wondering what that was about. Well, Will, my husband has been... Um, Uh-oh. <laughs> no, he hasn't been doing anything. He's, he's been trying to close this one deal, right? And it's just it's just dragging out and dragging out and dragging out. And the, and the, the person that he's trying to do it with, I mean, she's not mean. She's not, you know, beating around the bush. She's not doing anything. She's just been slow to respond and then isn't really you know engaging and so I keep telling him I'm like you know this just might be her personality but now I'm like maybe it's not meant to be watch her respond during mercury retrograde oh what would that mean would that be good or bad because it's I so here's the thing about mercury retrograde too that's fun and I know it's a separate episode but when mercury slows down sometimes that's when we can go back and revisit the things that when life was moving fast. Yeah, that's exactly thoughts, what I do. Maybe not. We yeah, couldn't. But but now that it slows down, a lot of times, I'll be honest, like you get a call sometimes that you've been expecting. It's only the brand new stuff that you kind of want to like steer away from. But sometimes you hear back from interviews that you've been in for months or mm. Mercury Richard gives you that little pocket of like, hey, remember me? It's yeah. like returning. So yeah. the deal, like, and the slowness, it just made me think of Taurus energy. Um, watch her be a Taurus. That'd be so funny. He's a Taurus. Saying, like, huh? He's a Taurus, but maybe she is. But he oh. is. need to find out. Can he get her that's, birthday? <laughs> that's good, too, for him. Because that, that, that if, if he's a Taurus, when Mercury is transiting through Gemini for Taurus collectively, that's Taurus's second house of investments, finances, returning back to Taurus and then going back to Gemini, conversations, money. I mm-hmm. hope, like, let's put it out there. It could very well be what happens. I'm going to go on Facebook and find her birthday. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's what ends up happening, you guys. That's what. That's how I started, too. Oh, no. Let me see their birth. No wonder they're... they're they're a Taurus. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I know Carolyn's going to text me later and be like, I found her birthday. Here it is. Yep. You guys have Scorpio in you for sure because you're Libras, <sighs> but you might have either a Mercury in Scorpio or a Venus in Scorpio because that detectiveness, a lot of Libras have that. And it's because you guys, your personal planets, you probably have Scorpio in your chart. Okay. okay. Have to just Don't be shocked when we give you a call one day and we're like, we're at the Miami airport. Can you come pick us up? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Would you like to meet us for a drink? You guys in person. Oh, I would love that. <laughs> we that were thinking about a trip last year. didn't pan out, but like a quick weekend just to do some planning. And Miami was an option that we could easily get away to. And I was like, we could see a valley or 
was in town. Oh my gosh, I will literally pick you up from the airport. I'm not kidding. We would call you too. Oh, okay. Well, we've kept you longer than we should have. I so appreciate you doing this and kind of on the spur of the moment. Oh, I love your energy, the both of you guys. It's always such a treat. You guys are true Libras. Like you guys just light up. Like you guys are just so charming and so much fun and great energy always. Thank you so much. Well, you too. Thank Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us for the Happy Eating Podcast. I'm Briarly Horton. And I'm Carolyn Williams. If you liked this week's episode, then don't forget to rate and leave us a review on iTunes. And be sure to hit the subscribe button so you'll never miss a new episode. We can't wait to have you back at our table next week for a brand new episode. Bye! The contents discussed in the Happy Eating Podcast, such as advice, studies, text, graphics, images, and other material discussed or presented on the site or podcast are for informational purposes only content is not intended to be a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your mental health professional or other qualified health providers with any questions you may have regarding your condition. Never disregard professional advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on the Happy Eating Podcast. If you are in crisis or think you may have an emergency, call your doctor or 911 immediately. If you're having suicidal thoughts, call 1-800-273-TALK, that's 8255, to talk to a skilled, trained counselor at the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. If you are located outside the United States, call your local emergency line immediately.